Hello, hello, and welcome to Tea Time with Nikki D. I'm your girl, Nikki D. What's good, y'all? It is Thursday, August 13th. Can you believe it's already August? That's crazy. And we've been dealing with the Rona this entire time, y'all. Woo! Lord have mercy. Let me take some of this tea. Oh, this tea is still real hot. Today, I decided to go for a mint. I like that crispy feeling that the mint gives. Especially, here's a pro tip. If you've had a little weed first, follow up with some hot mint tea. Very nice combination. Anyways, for all my weed smokers, holla. Anyways, what is up? Oh my gosh, so much happening this week. A lot of black women bashing this week. Let's get into it. So what came out and my I got two regrets for this song. The first regret for the song is that this song did not come out in the beginning of the summer or that they held on to it for a little bit until the Rona was over so we can have the respectfully hot girl summer that we all know and love and enjoy. Okay, but Nonetheless, it was uplifting during the Rona because we can't do everything we want to do. And I'm telling you, it is my jam. I love, love, love the video. Before I get into the video, here is my second regret about this song. The video was good until they gave Kylie Jenner all that screen time. Now, I've heard two sides of this coin. Some people are like, they don't know why Kylie Jenner is there. I'm on that side. And there's other people saying, why are we mad at Kylie Jenner? Well, I'll tell you why we mad. Because for the longest time, we've had to share our culture and our everything in the media and just our whole existence with the Kardashians. And when I mean we, I mean us Black people, particularly Black women, because if you notice, they alter their body and get surgeries to make themselves look like black women or have black women features or features that are consistent of black women all while being fair skin now they may not have intentional harm but at some point they have to recognize harm when we have spaces it's very important that we don't take up too much space and i personally feel and i don't hate the kardashians I'm just not a huge fan, but I just feel like the Kardashians take up too much black woman space. And the proof of that is when people prefer a Kardashian over a beautiful black woman. And not to say that one is better than the other, but it's just kind of this, well, the black woman came with these features and Kardashians had to buy them. That's all I'm saying. But in any case, I mean, the Kardashians are successful. They're getting their money. Kudos to those ladies. But I just feel like they take up too much space within the Black community. And they do not help the Black community anyway. We just seen the meltdown that Kanye just had. It just looks strange. And I feel like if you really care about Black advancement like you put out that you do, you wouldn't take up too much space. It reminds me of this time we were doing um, a workshop during Black History Month. And we had some local teachers and the non-black teachers 
we're trying to do most of the talking. And a lot of us African-American students were confused because we were wondering why were they taking up so much space in an event specifically for Black History Month? The Black students should have been doing more of the talking. So to all my non-Black fans, I just want you to know what I'm saying is not intentionally racial. It's just important to know what spaces you're taking up and who you are taking space from. And that is my issue with the Kardashians because we always have to share our culture with them and they literally bring nothing to the table. And that is what the issue is. And I don't have problems with other non-Black people, you know, in pop culture, but as long as they don't take up the improper space. And that has to do a lot with our institutions, the things set in place. You know, it's still not all the way acceptable to be Black, particularly a Black woman. So, you know, we've still got a long way to go. And But as far as WAP goes, it was good. I've seen a lot of um, conservatives were mad and saying that these are our role models. It is not our job to be role models. All I want to do is dance and sing to this song and shake my booty, okay? That's it. That is all. Let me drink some of this tea. It's kind of funny, though, because now it's this whole thing where men are mad at this song. And it's like, to me, it's unfair that Black women, we get so degraded in our normal lives, in music, in general. So now what WAP really does is... It allows us to have affirmed our agency in our own sexuality. It's a, it's more affirming. And you may not view it that way, but that's my take on it. It affirms our sexuality as women. And what better thing to have is to take back your own sexuality and your existence. I will give you an example how this is important. Because I was just sharing this with someone that Black women don't usually get the same treatment as others. Let's look at movies. For example, Black women are labeled a lot of stereotypes. Baby mamas, loud, rude, all these things, right? Okay. But then when we see like a romantic comedy with an all-white cast, it's the women are portrayed so differently. For example, a Black woman is looked down upon if she's having a baby and maybe she's not sure of who the father is. But in the third installment of Bridget Jones's diary, she didn't know who the father of her baby was either. And she was white and nobody batted an eye. So what I'm saying is the same things that white spaces make light of is the same things that will get you ridiculed as a black person. That's all I'm saying. Okay, but moving on, let's have some tea. Next week, I'm going to be spread so thin. I'm starting my other job. I'm starting school online. I have so much going on. Oh, it's going to be rough, rough, rough. So pray for me, y'all. I had to do a training today. I'd be online with these kids and they just do whatever. The other day, I had to kick a kid out of my Zoom call. And I didn't want to have to do that. And anybody who does Zoom with kids, feel free to send me some tips on disciplining these kids because 
I straight up kicked him out. And then he went on his brother's Chromebook and was like, can you let me back in? I'm like, no, you need to behave. He's been disrespectful. I'm like, I won't tolerate that. Not in my Zoom call. Mm-mm. These kids is bad. Some of them just need a good whooping or something. I don't know. I don't know. This tea is still really so hot. Okay. So the big thing I really wanted to get into is that Kamala Harris was asked by former Vice President Joe Biden to be his presidential 2020 running mate. And oh my gosh, people are just all over the place. And it's just like, this is the same thing that got us in trouble in 2016. And this is why we are in 2020 with four full years of Donald J. Trump. Okay. So let me take you back to 2016 when it was Hillary and a lot of people wasn't checking for Hillary and they somehow figured out how to divide the Democratic Party. Well, here we go again because we are back in the same situation because a lot of us don't want to vote for Joe Biden. I get it. You know, Joe Biden was certainly not my first choice. And I've been very public about that. Um, he probably wasn't even my second choice, for being real. He was good for the vice president in 08 and 2012. That's when that worked. But further than that, not so much. Not for me, at least. And then he chooses Kamala Harris. I really wanted Stacey Abrams. Shout out to Stacey Abrams. If you got some free time, please come to Tea Time. Ooh, that rhymed. Anyways, let me take a sip real quick. As I was saying, I preferred Stacey Abrams, but okay, we got Kamala Harris. She is the first Black woman, and then people have been debating her race. Kamala Harris is Black. Learn your geography. Learn your history. Learn about imperialism and moving and migration and all that. Kamala Harris is Black. She's mixed, but she's Black. Okay, got that out the way. She will be the first Black woman to run in a vice, as a pre vice president. And if she wins, she will be the first Black vice president, period. Okay? She's from California. She was a district attorney. She was the attorney general. She had to work her way up through her career, just like the rest of us. And I need y'all to understand something. Because a lot of this new woke generation, like I'm woke too, I'm super woke, whatever have you. I do a lot of writing about black issues. Anybody knows me is blackity black, black, black all the time. Okay, cool. But at some point we have to consider other things. I know that Kamala Harris has a track record that's not the best, that does not look good. It does not look good. But we can't negate from the fact that she is making history. And I, for one, am not willing to tear down this particular Black woman for the sake of getting Donald Trump reelected, because that's exactly what's going to happen. And quite frankly, I mean, at this point, I'm not sure what. I'm not sure what the Democratic Party wants. 
I'm not sure what the rest of the American citizens want. I think that everyone wants Jesus Christ for president. And I'm sorry to tell you that that is highly unlikely. I mean, I'm not saying what Jesus won't do, but he's probably not going to come down and be the president of these United States because he's already condemned y'all because he's tired of the United States government being so crappy towards marginalized groups. So why would Jesus want to be the president of y'all? Okay. I'm kidding. But no, seriously, I feel like everybody just wants Jesus Christ at this point. And so since we're not going to get Jesus Christ, we got to work with what we got. I'm not saying we settle, but our options are few right now. Everyone has flaws. Donald J. Trump has a lot of flaws. Mike Pence has a lot of flaws. Barack Obama had flaws. Joe Biden has flaws. Kamala Harris has flaws. Guess what? I have flaws. So are we going to deny people something that could potentially help us or help some even just because they have flaws? Everybody deserves grace. And I'm not saying that any of these candidates are perfect because no one's perfect. But whatever criticisms we have over Kamala, we can still criticize her for. Absolutely. We can criticize her all day and we can still support her at the same time. And a lot of people, especially with cancel culture, we just want to cancel all the way and do nothing. A friend of mine on Facebook said, don't vote, boycott voting. Who cares if you boycott voting? Honestly, they don't care, sis. They don't care if you boycott voting, okay? That's what they want. They want you to not vote. That's why Donald Trump's trying to mess with the mail system right now, because he wants Black folks, minorities, people of color, marginalized groups. He wants us all to not vote so that we won't get a seat at the table. And honestly, I feel like folks are threatened by Kamala. And I want people to understand that what she did in her previous jobs as DA and attorney general, she was good at her job, okay? And a lot of people don't understand that Kamala comes from a different era than people like me, where the words means to an end is real. And because she's from California, especially the Black California experience, we, a lot of us can identify with the words means to an end. And here's what I mean by that. A lot of things that she had to do for her, to, her, for her career, for us to even know her name, was a means to an end. I'm sure she had a hobnob with a lot of white folks and had to do some things that she may not necessarily have agreed with just to get by and get a seat at the table now. And how do we know that she's not about to flip the script and be all on our side now? How do we know? How do we know what her plan is? See, a lot of Black women, y'all don't give us enough credit because we be sitting on stuff. We sit on stuff for a long time. And then we wait till we're good and in. And then we flip the script, okay? And Kamala Harris, she seems like that girl who is going to get in there and shake things up. And so I think that we owe it to our community to... I'm not saying you should vote for her. I don't 
want to say vote for them specifically, keep your eye out and see if other candidates might pop up from other parties or whatever. But don't not vote for her just because you want to bash her. And she might actually do something great in this position. Hear what she has to say, because I know a lot of what she did was to advance that career and get to this point, which is why she was running for president at first. So she has something like there's something she wants to do and there's something to be said about that. So I just want us to be considerate of that and still be critical. We can always be critical of Kamala. Always, always critical. And I also want us to remember that when we vote someone in office, when we elect someone in office, we have to remember well, how it all works with the Electoral College and stuff. But I'm not going to dive into that because that stuff is annoying anyways. But I also want to remind us that the president appoints specific people to office. So Donald Trump, for example, appointed Betsy DeVos for education, who knows nothing about education, appointed Ben Carson to the House Housing and Urban Development. And we all know about Ben Carson. So this is a full circle thing. They have appointments too. So if you don't vote for Biden, you may not be voting for a good choice for HUD or a good choice for the Department of Agriculture or a good choice for the Department of Education. You see what I mean? It affects more than just the top. There's more people than just the top. There's other people working with the top. So whoever we vote in, we have to remember we're voting others in as well. So I guess my question is, is like, do we want more of the way things are now with Donald Trump or do we want not Trump? And I know a lot of us don't want to buy into the whole lesser of two evils thing. And at this point, I don't even see it as lesser of two evils anymore. I see it more as fight or flight because we're in a mess and everything is so polarized now and we need a means to get out of this mess. Maybe Joe Biden does an okay job and parlays it to the next president who does an even better job. You know, so we have to really consider the end game versus the right now. Joe Biden might be a means to an end of Donald Trump. And I understand means to an end because I've had a lot of do things, do a lot of things that were a means to get somewhere else. And I think we all can identify with means to an end mentalities, particularly the Black folks. We always have to take a hundred steps just to get to the next step. Like, you know, so we can't fault Kamala because I'm sure she had to go through a lot. Being a Black woman, being sexualized all the time. I, I see so many things in the social media and the interwebs sexualizing her and just making her look so bad that they did not do towards Hillary as much. They they certainly do not do towards her male counterparts, her white male counterparts. So we have a we have to do a lot better. And when you talk about Kamala, make sure you check yourself. Am I being misogynistic? Am I being racist? Am I saying something that is not necessarily true? Did I fact check this information? You know? So I'm not saying necessarily that I'm riding for her, but so far, like, that's probably where my vote is going to go, because the people I was going to vote for 
are not involved and I'm not going to not vote, period. So moral of the story, Kamala is not necessarily better. Joe Biden is not necessarily better, but together it'll be different. And right now, more than anything, we need different. But that's all I got for you guys today. This has been Tea Time. Make sure you like, share, subscribe, donate, hit the donate button on our website. I love you all. Thank you for listening. And I'll holler at y'all later. Bye.